afternoon, Amit. Andrew, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Very good, very good. Good to see you. Yeah, excellent, good to see you too. Uh, welcome to the Growth Show, everyone. It's, we're now up to our 23rd episode. Um, so uh, it keeps, those numbers keep going up and we're still here every week. So, uh, and, and so are you guys out there as well. So thank you for, uh, thank you for continuing to join us. Um, how's your week been? It's been, uh, it's been good actually. Yeah, busy kind of, it's, I mean, we're, we're well into Q4 now, right? So um, yeah. Yeah, so it's definitely, you can definitely feel some of that. I don't know if it's kind of still end of year panic or if it's, you know, just kind of normal business. We're still trying to figure all of that out. Yeah, I, I, I saw a pretty good meme about uh, about Halloween, actually, where it was like, some people are going to go and do some trick or treat. And I think I'm just going to crack a bottle of red and start putting my Christmas decorations <laughs> up. <laughs> actually, it's quite funny. I, I You know, there's, um, there's, there's a house near me which has literally uh, gone out all Christmas for Halloween. Really? And uh, yeah, I mean, like, you know, bearing in mind, we're still kind of, you know, a few days away, but, uh, you know, this yeah. is just people with maybe a lot of time on their hands at the moment, yes. working from home, yeah. needing projects. Um, <laughs> so it's quite funny. I was like driving around, I almost had to do a double take. I was like, this is crazy. Yeah, but, um, but it's cool. Yeah. How's your weekend? Good. All good? Good. Yeah, busy. I think you said, yeah. uh, obviously, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of movement at the moment as far as, uh, as far as last um, last quarter, so uh, you know, people are people are kind of trying to make things happen. I think um, you know, trying to work through things. So and, and looking towards uh, towards Q Q one, uh, obviously, which we're going to be talking about twenty twenty one. So we're kind of on our third uh, episode of the series. We did a twenty twenty one series. We've covered sales, how that looks in twenty twenty one, how marketing looks in twenty twenty one, and kind of focus today is people and tech, right? um that's that's kind of what we're leaning into so just just while kind of we see a few people dropping in and hi to those people that are new hello to people that have seen us before if you've got any questions jump them on uh, the chat or q a and we'd be happy to kind of get back to those uh, during the show or kind of post show uh, as well so um so yeah people 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 i mean that's what we're that's yeah. what we're focusing on today right yeah and, and, and it's, it's funny actually because um you know, we've been, I guess when all of this started, I think the first sort of concern we had uh, was, you know, amongst about our people, I guess, right? More than anything else, it was our teams. It was yeah. like, how do we kind of, how do we kind of react to what's going on? And and um, and it's funny that you what, we're sort of eight months on now and, and a lot of people are still really kind of struggling with that. You know, yeah. they're still, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. I kind of even, even though you'd imagine now kind of, you know, two thirds of a way, of, of a way through the year in, um, you know, people are still saying, well, we haven't quite figured out how to work remotely. And, and, yeah. um, and so I thought it'd be quite an important and interesting topic. Um, and, and, and what's bizarre is normally when we, when we kind of, you know, get together before the show to put some show notes together and kind of just figure out, you know, what we're going to be talking about, you know, we spend quite a bit of time doing a bit of research just to make sure that, um, you know, obviously what we're talking about is very accurate. Yeah. Um, and obviously we talk about personal experiences and stuff, but um, what's bizarre is there's very little content that's actually out there uh, from credible sources about yeah. employee strategy for 2021, people's strategy. Yeah. That's, that's, that's very unique. I mean, you need to go back, uh, go back a couple of years and if you look for 2019 or 2020, you'll see an influx and, and so many, so many different sort of articles and, you know, advice pieces and all of those things. Yeah. And, and yet for next year, 
Um, honestly, very little content. I mean, I struggled to find anything that was kind of meaningful. Um, but I think that really kind of summarizes where we are, right? Yeah, it's, it's a challenge, right? I mean, you know, whereas people previously had answers or purported to have answers, I, I don't know if anyone has all the answers. Well, actually, no, I think no one has all the answers at yeah. the moment. It's a moving target continually. So, you know, to kind of lock something down into, into, uh, into concrete, as it were, um, it still has to be very fluid. But um, ah, listen, we don't, we don't shy away from, uh, from tough, tough uh, topics, right? Um, so, you know, it's, uh, as there's no content out there at the moment or very little, um, we'll, we'll hopefully add and, and put some clarity on, on some thoughts that we've had. And obviously, as you mentioned, there's some personal experiences that, that we've, uh, we've implemented over the last kind of eight, nine months here. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, I think let's, let's try and tackle this. So yeah, look, says quite a few more people have joined in. So thanks guys for joining. And, uh, like Andrew said earlier, in case you missed that, if you do have any questions, use a Q and a button, uh, or the chat function, uh, we'll keep an eye on those, uh, throughout the show. So if you do have any other questions or any kind of points, uh, like Andrew said, this is kind of like a very kind of fluid, uh, topic, right? Is I don't think there's any kind of right or wrong answers here. So if you do have a viewpoint, if you do have any kind of insights that you want to add to this, any experiences, then then again, we'll be kind of very happy to kind of hear those. And, um, and for those those listening on the podcast, um, uh, by all means, obviously, uh, fire us an email, growthshow at digitalnexa.com. So if you want to add to the conversation as well, um, we'd be happy to, to kind of get that. We see our listenership kind of growing day by day at the moment. So there's a lot of people that clearly prefer to listen to us, Amit, than see us. Um, I'm not sure how to take that. I should take it as a positive. I'm still trying to get my head around that as well, but it's cool. (laughs) Um, All right. So let's get cracking on Andrew. So, um, so I think, I think, you know, I think like always we, we kind of look big picture and then kind of uh, narrow back in. Right. So um, I think if we look at sort of global trends, I think, you know, although there's maybe a lack of content that's out there, there's not a lack of news. Uh, regarding yep. what com- companies are looking to do in 2021 in terms of managing sort of employees and, and sort of how that relates. So yeah. um, I think mean, some global trends, Andrew, you've, you've kind of highlighted some companies uh, who've already kind of made very kind of bold announcements about how they're going to be kind of managing employees and, and things like that moving forward. Yeah, I mean, you've seen obviously, I mean, it, it appears that the, the, the kind of guys in the tech sector the first ones to actively promote remote work and work from home strategies where possible obviously we're not talking about things like manufacturing and some of those other tasks but um you know when when we're looking at um when we're looking at that you've got just in the news this week uh dropbox have now kind of mentioned that and also cloud solutions for those who don't know dropbox um have said that you know going forward employees can can just work from home full time um, so they have a choice of hybrid or, or full time. Uh, Microsoft already come out and said something similar. Twitter have said something similar. So you're seeing kind of a lot of these tech companies now just making a bold decision. So it's not what does this look like in 2021, where originally it was kind of okay. We won't come back to the office till July. We won't come back to the office till December. Even the likes of like HubSpot, you know, now they're kind of making bold decisions where it's pretty much no. You know what? 2021 you know this is how it looks you you kind of you guys work where you want right and how you want yeah and I think I think it's important also to say um that I think this isn't just a kind of work from the office versus a work from home scenario so I think Microsoft also came out and said look you can work from home if that's what you want to do 
but those those kind of electing to do so, we do need to then revise, um, you know, remuneration packages and all that kind yeah. of stuff as well. So, exactly. so it's, it's yeah. you know, there's, there's um, you know, there's a little bit of kind of give and take, and I think we'll we'll kind of discuss discuss those yeah. elements. I think moving forward as well. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think the thing is that it, it's you know, as you mentioned, there's there's caveats associated to those bold statements. Um, so they're not they're not kind of the almost not throwaway, but comments previously was like, okay, guys, you know, we're just going to temporarily do this. We're going to give you an allowance, uh, you know, to set yourself up. But there's obviously now, uh, you know, proper proper things in place. Yeah. Um, cool. So look, I think let's kind of, uh, should we talk a little bit about ourselves? And, and I, I think let's kind of share the structure of the show with everyone today, Andrew, so, yeah. so people know what's coming. Um, yeah. I think it also helps to keep us in line as well. So um, <laughs> just gone tangents. Yeah. <laughs> so I think what we're going to do, guys, is we'll, we'll share a little bit kind of insight in terms of what our experiences have been. Um, you know, just in terms of, again, where it's been very kind of difficult to perhaps even forecast what our team wants to do. Yeah. Um, and I think what we'll do with that is we'll look at maybe the, some of the challenges that businesses face on the back of it. Yeah. Um, we also think that there's quite a few kind of benefits for companies who really kind of do embrace perhaps a kind of work from home uh, movement or, or kind of scenario. And that's, I think especially with these kind of rising cases at the moment, you know, which feels like everywhere kind of Middle East and, and the West, um, that perhaps people do really kind of need to think about maybe an overall 2021 strategy rather than just Again, like a short-term strategy, like you month mentioned. Month, yeah, yeah. Yep. So we'll so we'll look at some of the kind of benefits that we've identified, and certainly share some of the ones that we've seen already firsthand. And what we'll also then do is look at it from an employee perspective as well. So we want to kind of look at the challenges that employees face with uh, remote learning. Uh, this is also based on feedback that we've had from uh, from our team and from people that we've spoken to. Uh, in fact, all of these insights are from you know essentially people that we've spoken to, right? So kind of very kind of real life stories and examples. Uh, and then we'll also, you know, just to kind of balance it out, I think it makes sense to look at the benefits that employees have as well, right? Because it's yeah. not all doom and gloom from, you know, in terms of working from home, um, you know, and also working from home is not a new thing, right? It's been going on for, for many, many years, right? Yes. Depending on where you, yeah. you know, which part of the world you live in. But, hmm. um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll kind of, uh, we'll, we'll look at both sides of a, both sides of a fence as such, I think we've, in terms of both uh, from a corporate perspective, as well as the employee side. Um, but yeah, Andrew, do you want to kind of talk about, you know, maybe some of the challenges that we've faced? I mean, we've been working from home since, I guess, the middle of March. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, um, you know, in terms of, I guess, the, from that point onwards, I mean, there was obviously a bit of planning that went on before because we kind of figured out that this was going to happen. So just made sure that, you know, we, we looked at, made sure that everybody was, you know, fully connected at home and could, could work remotely. Um, but I think you were sharing something with me earlier where, where, you know, we were talking about how we perhaps expected everybody to maybe even back in the office right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think obviously, you know, we, we joked when, when, in, when there was that initial kind of work from home, um, activation, let's say, listen, guys, you know, you take what you need. Um, it was quite amusing, you know, the, the office did look like a bit of a supermarket sweep, you know, people walking out with monitors and people walking out with chairs. Um, so thankfully, we obviously let security know that it, that it wasn't a land grab. It was kind of people trying to set themselves up. But I've got to be honest, I mean, I think, yeah, from a, from a, and, and obviously just bouncing around, uh, I, I don't know if it was a, a, a thought in my head with the temperature drop here. So there's there's obviously a weather consideration where, where we currently are in this part of the world. It's incredibly hot and in October, that temperature starts to fall. You see 
traditionally, for example, you know, you'd see a lot of people outside of, of the office space, in and around people socialising, even on people on a cigarette break and, and things like that. Um, you know, so I kind of half expected, you know, more people to be back into our office, if not the building, if not, you know, just in, in some of these other kind of workspaces here. Um, yeah. And it definitely, definitely hasn't been that. So from a kind of very real Nexa perspective, uh, hardly anyone back in the office. Um, and and when, I, when I look around, you know, and, and perhaps pop downstairs now, the coffee shop's got like a little table and chairs outside, you know, you, you would never be able to get a seat there at lunch, uh, you know, back in the day. And, and now, I mean, you've you, you got, you know, pick and choose where you want to sit, right? Um, so I guess I, I guess I kind of half expected people to, to, to kind of start coming back in, but that hasn't happened yet. Yeah, I mean, and look, in, in the early days when we were sending out surveys and things like that to understand people's mindsets regarding this, um, I mean, the good, the good majority of people actually turned around and said, but look, as soon as the office is back open, I'm going to yeah. be coming back in, right? And, yeah. and they were very kind of clear messages. Um, you know, people had the option of remaining sort of confidential with, with that feedback. So we weren't, you know, we weren't ever going to hold anyone, you know, no. Uh, against whatever they said but I mean that was a general kind of uh, sentiment Consensus. that you know yeah you know as soon as we're open we're going to be back in the office and 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 we weren't really kind of forcing that agenda because I think we'd actually seen that potentially there was you know perhaps even more productivity going on with people kind of working from home and we saw that from home. I'd say yeah. Pretty, yeah pretty pretty um, pretty early on right yeah but I think I yeah, mean, yeah. you listen this year sorry go on no, I was going to say, I mean, you know, you, you know, moving into some of those challenges, I think we we did feel, you know, potentially productivity could be a challenge, um, you know, and, and I think from a business business perspective, that was one of the things that potentially kind of raised its raised its head straight away, right? How productive are, you know, your your kind of workforce going to be remotely when they're not seeing each other, when we're not seeing them, when their line managers are not seeing them, how productive are they really going to be? Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, I think when we first looked at this, we, we also said, well, how productive really, if we look at productivity as a whole, how productive is, are people when they're at the office? Yeah. Um, right. And I think you've got to look at it like, you know, like for like. And, and yeah. you know, I think everyone knows that when I'm in the office, I get very little work done. Right. There mm -hmm. always seems to be a kind of, you know, a line of people just wanting to come and say hello and, and ask yeah. about different things. And, and, um, and you know, it just gets very difficult to actually knuckle down and get some work done. And so, and so, from a productivity standpoint, you know, I've I've always seen that okay, potentially, you know, working away from that office environment. Uh, and we talk about our coffee shop. But if I if there was you know a time I need to put my head down for two or three hours, I'd go down to the coffee shop yeah. rather than rather than in the office because I you know I knew I wouldn't get disturbed. But I think that productivity issue still exists for a lot of companies. I mean, there's been two companies I've spoken to this week. And um, and even though numbers are high, right? So they're increasing both in the UK, they're increasing in, in the UAE. I mean, numbers are like, you know, not not at comfortable levels at all. And yet people are still back in the office in, in many respects, you know, the full workforce are back in the office. Um, and they're like, well, it's because we're not productive at home. And yeah. and, and actually there's there's more surprise now, I say, when 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 they say to us, how are you guys like, you know, how are you coping with uh, social distancing in the office? Well, like, well, actually, I think Andrew's there today and nobody else is, so <laughs> yeah. we're, going, we're coping pretty well. I, yeah, I, I'm, starting, I'm starting to feel that the, I'm the only one here and everyone's not here, so perhaps if I am not here, perhaps everyone will come back. Perhaps I'm that deciding right. factor at the moment. 
Yeah, but it, but but it is it's funny, right? I mean, I think I think we we kind of and look part of the reasons why I think it works for us is is because um, a we got employees, you know, from from our kind of various offices, and we've never really seen any challenges with that. Um, and I think the other side of it is that we were obviously kind of embraces of technology, and we'll touch on that technology piece as well. But it was seemingly easier for us than I think it was for many. Uh, and like I said, there's still a lot of people who are still kind of struggling with that. I had a, I had a meeting yesterday with a big global company um, and I was speaking to the Dubai office and they're in the office, all of them. Uh, and they were saying that they just received an email from global saying, why are you guys in the office? Get home, this is crazy. Um, but they were saying, look, we just, people aren't working. And, and again, a big sort of local company I had a meeting with last week, um, same sort of thing. And and I think I think some of this comes down to uh, cultural mindset. Some of this comes yeah. down to uh, different kind of I don't know. When I'm at home, I don't work philosophies, mm. uh, which presents a challenge when you're kind of having to work from home. Uh, but I've heard that I've heard that from multiple companies saying, "Well, we've got we've got a team of people who literally will never take their laptops home. So when they're at home, they're at home. And so when yeah. they're at home for three months, they're actually at home for three months. And you know. We might not even hear, or they might not even reply, you know, for an, for an internal email. I reply to an internal email for maybe eight or nine days sometimes. And um, and for me, that was just kind of mind-blowing. I think it was just... Yeah, um, that is not, you know, that so is not a world we live in. <laughs> no, and, and I think it does come down to, like I said, different sort of cultures and different kinds of mindsets, um, you know, so... Yeah, but I mean, you, as you said that, I mean, just, you know, one of the challenges that is that visibility. Right. Yeah. So, you know, people are used to physically kind of seeing their employees and, and, and you know, their peers and their colleagues. And, and that is a, that is a challenge. That is a business challenge, yeah. you know, not for, for some organization not being able to see the individual at their desk, you know, in their mind is like, well, they're not working. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and that's that, that, that kind of that, that mentality, I think, you know, takes it's been there generation generationally. So I think that it's it's tough to, to for some individuals to kind of just flick that switch and say, oh, okay, yeah, no problem, you know, because uh, they jump on a Zoom call every half hour. Um, you know, that individual is is kind of uh, at the cold face, as it were, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and also the um, yeah, and, and look, the thing is, is is you know, with with uh, with that kind of visibility, I think it is also that accessibility as well, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, like I said, if you if you have got people who may potentially switch off or, you know, work weird hours or whatever it is i mean you know perhaps having access to these people becomes more difficult uh which can you know presents challenges um i think one of the other challenges uh again you know we, we work with a lot of companies who really resisted uh working from home i mean to the point where until the government announced you've got to work from home they were all you know forcing all employees back in, you know, into the office every day um but you know, when I spoke to some of those company owners, they were saying, look, one of the challenges is I just need to have eyes on my business. Yeah. You know, I've, I've spent, yeah. you know, 20 years building this business and I just need to have eyes on it. I need to know what's going on. I need to be able to kind of hear things going on in the background. I need to be able to see things. Um, you know, and, I've, and, you know, I think that's, that's obviously, you know, quite important, especially if you kind of, I guess if you're relying on that to get a pulse of what's actually happening in the business. Um, you know, or if that's suddenly taken away and you don't have the kind of tools to replace that, I think that becomes a yeah. challenge. Scary. It's scary if you don't, as you said, if you don't have a mechanism to, you know, other than kind of your gut feeling when you stand in front of the office in the morning yeah. with a cup of coffee, um, you know, and, and kind of survey your land as it were, um, yeah. it's, it's a challenge to replace that feeling, right? 
um, you know, yeah, yeah it, it, it's it, it's difficult. And and I think that this kind of you touched upon this. This smacks to kind of some of the cultural thing. You know, the the, the challenge of you know, building building a culture with an organization or transferring that culture remotely. So, yeah. you know, I think we have a, a strong cultural presence as an organization. Um, I think people actually hit that culture when they come and visit our office. They're kind of next to culture. And, and that, that can be somewhat of a, a challenge when you kind of migrate that across remotely, right? Um, yeah. some, some of it doesn't transfer or, or, or it can be challenging. Yeah, look, I think I think really to summarize it, it's a very kind of um, the kind of environment that we've that we've, we've kind of prided ourselves on on creating that, right? The office was, uh, you know, a fun place to be. And when it wasn't, we could get a pulse of that and we could change things pretty quickly. Yeah. You know, if we felt, you know, we'd, we'd ultimately it would come down to basically a client who's just upset a few people. But, you mm -hmm. know, it's funny how that would that would kind of spread, right? Um, and you could you could spot it. You could spot that kind of atmosphere change straight away. And 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 luckily, I think because we were there and in the office, we could get a sense for that and we could change things. Yeah. But from that cult, yeah. But from that cultural perspective, I think you're absolutely right because, you know, if um, I think if you've got a strong culture, if you've got an environment where you trust your employees, where you um, you know, perhaps don't have uh, you know, crazy tall hierarchy. Um, you know, where, where basically your management are accessible. Um, I think that transition from kind of being in the office to home is a little bit easier, yeah. right? Very because, so, yeah. you know, because you're not having to, I don't know, it's weird. I mean, again, because companies I spoke to are kind of forcing employees to almost clock in every day on a call just to make sure that they're up and working, you know? And it was like, and I think from our environment, I mean, you know, we've we've always turned a blind eye just when people have rocked up a little bit later, knowing full well that, you know, if we send them an email at 10 o'clock at night because something's urgent has just come up, they're going to respond, right? Um, and, and I think, you know, that's, that's quite rare in that sense anyway, but just rare in the sense of, you know, just having that kind of environment where everyone's kind of allowed to just get on with their own thing and no one's going to be, uh, you know, tracking every activity or whatever they're doing. I think it's, um, yeah, I, th yeah, I, I think it does think help. Yeah, I think you mentioned there the keyword is trust. So I think what we've been able to do is, you know, in our scenario, where whereas the challenge may have been some of this productivity, operationally, the visibility, you know, some of these things that we've kind of spoken about, the, the key thing for us was trust. So, you know, we've we've trusted our in the past our employees to to be sensible and to get their work done and work a bit extra if they need to or clock off a bit early if they, they want to get out. You know, and, and again, I think the transition for us um, was, you know, based on that, right? I, I think organizations that had a very kind of strict structure, um, you know, and, and kind of forced environment um, have definitely, you know, suffered uh, suffered from, from, from kind of the current situation for sure. Or they just yeah. forced everyone back in. Uh, as you yeah. and I both know, you know, there's, as you mentioned, there's got organizations that, that the moment the local authority said, yep, no problem, we'll get back to the office. It was kind of, there's no choice. You, you, you've got to get back in, right? Yeah, which which was also the kind of I think which is the opposite of what I think we had, um, yeah. and and that was and that, and look in all fairness, um, for companies that forced everyone back in on that first day, you could you, we could have predicted which ones those were, right? Just yeah. knowing the mind, yeah. just I mean, just knowing the mindsets of the people we work yeah. with, and, I, and you know, I think that's a fair statement. Yes, you know, and I, and because you could, and and it was like that, you know, we'd be sent a meeting request. And you'd have to do a double take 
because they were saying this is a physical meeting, basically, when the government had essentially been forced to open up business, right? I mean, the yeah, threat was exactly. no less. Yeah. Um, you know, and I was like, well, no, I'm not coming in. I'll just like dial in. Yeah. And then what you see is a room full of people crammed in, wearing masks and just looking uncomfortable. And I'm just like, you know, that's not look at, you know, for me, that's not, that's not really what, and then look at each of their own, right? Yeah. Whatever works for them, it's fine. Yeah. But I think from that cultural perspective, it's, it's important to get that right. There's a couple of things here, though, Andrew, because, you know, one of the things that we've done um, is we've we've made a lot more kind of uh, hires um, from a kind of remote workforce standpoint. Yeah. And and that's I think that's where we we saw one of our kind of first challenges, which was uh, onboarding remote hires. Right. Yeah. So these weren't people who are typically tied to an office in New York or an office in Manchester or anything like that. These were essentially, you know, the best people for the, the job that was available. Right. And we kind of decided, I'm trying to think when it was, but I think it was about sort of mid-May, beginning of June, where we said, look, we really need to explore this a little bit more. Yeah. Um, the talent pool is very limited in Dubai, as we know. So more often than not, we're forced to hire the best people locally versus the best people full stop, right? Yeah. And um, and what this allowed us to do was really kind of change that philosophy and say, okay, well, rather than just hire people locally and limit ourselves to to that kind of limited talent pool, um, we need to be looking at a different kind of workforce, um, you know, because if we're working from home, it makes no difference whether I'm in Cape Town or whether I'm in Dubai, right? Exactly. As long as I'm working, you know, similar hours, maybe not even the same hours, yeah. but similar hours, you know, perhaps that works. And I think the challenge we saw initially was, okay, A, hiring people, because mm -hmm. you might come across uh, someone who's exceptionally talented and, and seems like a really good fit for the job, but I think for the first time in probably a decade, we had to do a sales pitch on these guys to join us, right? And, yeah. and these, were, these yeah. were people at all levels, right? So, um, and I remember that first one where um, obviously, you know, we're not well known in, in parts of the world that we're hiring from. We don't have offices or a presence. And, um, and it was really interesting because you could see the apprehension and it was something very weird because it was like a deja, deja vu moment of, you know, I don't know, 2007 or 2008, when we maybe just set up a couple yeah. of years into the journey. And um, and we were, we were having to really do, well, do one of two things, I think. One was either really kind of do an aggressive sort of sales pitch to that prospect, that employee to get them to join yeah. us, or we just have to pay them more, right? And that yeah. was, that was yeah. it. Honestly, that was it. It was like, okay, yeah. you know, because you needed to kind of overcome that apprehension. And in yeah. those days, actually, we, we went down a lot of kind of overpaying people um, you know, because we needed top talent and there were just much better options or alternatives to joining us at that time. And so it felt like we needed to work on that. Uh, but with the added advantage this time that instead of us being a team of five or six, you know, we were now a team of, you know, 60, right? And, um, and so that helps because obviously there's a lot more people on LinkedIn. There's a lot more, you know, so there's more kind of credibility. Obviously, people go on a website and see who we work with and, and that obviously all helps. But still, there's still apprehension, and I really kind of noticed that. So, so what we did is we actually worked on um, worked on a real kind of different onboarding strategy. We've got uh, Samara, who's just like a, a you know kind of people superstar, and she looks after kind of anything people related in the business. And and so together we kind of said, look, how do we kind of overcome this? Uh, we really looked at employer branding. I'd say probably for the first time. Because we said, look, yes. actually, yep. people are going to research us. And if, if our employer branding isn't correct, 
then actually we're going to miss out on some really good people. Um, and, and these candidates are the kind of candidates we don't want to miss out on because they can really kind of you know, take us to the next level. Uh, to the point where we all went for uh, this sort of culminated in a big video shoot um, not so long ago now, right? A couple of months back, mm-hmm. um, which was essentially to create an employer brand video to really kind of get the culture of Nexa out there, um, you know, to show um, why we're different, why we're worth maybe taking a gamble on. And, and, and I think that was, but again, it was a challenge which we, which we could potentially overcome. It's still never going to be the same. You're never going to be able to create, you know, 15 years of history in a new market. Um, but as long as you can translate some of that across into a new market during that recruitment process, I think that was, um, you know, I think that's, that's kind of really important. So, so again, yeah, that onboarding of new employees and, and in all fairness, I think we've done a really good job of the uh, onboarding. Um, and, and I guess the biggest, um, you know, we're still very early on, but the biggest sort of, um, I guess, metric behind that is retention. We normally yes. know pretty well. Uh, we normally know well pretty quickly whether we've made a good hire or not. Um, and obviously the challenge is we're not seeing these guys face to face, but we, uh, yeah, the, the new people that we've brought on and there's been, there's been close to 20 now. Um, you know, I've been very happy with, uh, with, I'd say the level of, you know, candidate we've brought on and also, um, how they've settled in. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it, it, as you said, there, it's you know, one of the things, um, in all honesty, you know, when we when we've been hiring in the past, is just the energy, um, you know, when people come into the office or the different offices around the world and and kind of feel that vibe and feel that energy, and and when you don't obviously have that physical uh, kind of one to one connection, it's it's all about, as you mentioned, kind of building that credibility. If you're building that presence, uh, you know, for 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 a different type of audience, you know, as much as we we've spent a lot of time building content, um, you know, growing the brand from a prospecting perspective to work with clients, um, you know, equally the same amount of effort has been put into to Nexa as a brand as well. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, I agree. So, look, I think I think we, we can talk about technology, but I'm thinking perhaps we leave that to the end. I think there's one more challenge, Andrew, that I think we need to talk about before we move on to benefits. Yeah. Um, and I think that challenge was cost. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Right. So um, I think, you know, from, a, I'd say, A, a technology cost anyway, you know, in terms of new tools that people needed to kind of subscribe to, uh, new equipment, perhaps. I know we've had, you know, almost like a record number of laptops that have had to be replaced in the last, in the last few months. Um, yeah. You know, there's, there's been all sorts of things like that. And, and obviously, I think there's, there's potential opportunity costs as well, because we're playing for uh, this nice office for one at the moment. You've probably got the, the largest executive office in the world at the moment, right? In terms of the office for one. Yeah, yeah, um, it's old, old, old Andrew status. Yeah, yeah, it's a good, it's a good, it's a pretty good space. I, I, I kind of, yeah, bit, although creature of habit, I've kind of tucked myself away in a corner pretty much the same spot every day. So <laughs> it's only right. for our studio, for the, uh, for the kind of, you know, the growth show studio that uh, yeah. I tend to move out on a weekly basis. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny, but but you know, I guess I guess those are kind of the challenges, and I think we spoke about this earlier, uh, and I'm I guess I'm not sure how relevant it is, but uh, you know, I think when we were kind of looking at this again, just from a kind of sort of strategic perspective for the business, I think the impact. I think there's a lot of companies out there right now who understand that things are going to have to change, right? I think there's a lot of people yeah. who really kind of get that. Okay, look, in an ideal world, while the threat still, uh, still exists and and very much kind of impacts us all. Um, you know, we should be working from home. 
right? And we should be sort of creating as, as, as safe an environment as possible. Um, but the challenge is people have just invested in really expensive offices and, and you know, yeah. and, and, you know, canteens. And, for for I mean, long leases as well, for, right. you know, five, 10 year, even ownership. You know, I know two people in this building that own their office space. So to yeah. a certain extent, okay, you know, it's an asset. Um, but at the moment, it's an asset that's just an empty. Right, and and depreciating quickly as well, right? Exactly. Sort of, yeah. And this is, and this is this, this you know. So I, I kind you know when I, again when we spoke about this, we we kind of agreed that you know there's a lot of people that do want to kind of do things differently, but just can't, right? Just because they're tied into yeah. all of these agreements. Um, and so I almost feel as if the impact of of COVID, the impact of working from home, um, I think some of those challenges, and I think you know some of these costs. I get the feeling once people are in a position that they can start to save some of these costs, I think that's where we'll see almost like in a second phase of uh, remote working, right? And I feel yeah. as if, yeah. you know, for example, we've, yeah, we've spoken about converting the office into a more sort of collaborative area, um, yeah. you know, and things like that. And again, we'll talk about that in a second, but I mean, you know, there's, there's so much more that you can do once you're kind of out of these crazy contracts that are all tied into, which are, which is literally, you know, wasted money at the moment. So, yeah, exactly. Um, Right. So, yeah. But Adrian, let's 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 move on to the benefits, because I think, you know, again, I think we're one of those companies that have really kind of embraced this. Yeah. Um, you know, we've said, OK, look, if this is what it's like, let's not look at this for the short term. Let's kind of see if this is something that potentially works for the long term. I guess in many respects, our hand was forced because none of our employees bothered coming back to the office when we said, hey, <laughs> guys, the office yeah. is open. They were like, all right, cool. Can we just work from home? And so, um, <laughs> you know, so I guess, so, yeah. So, so yeah, when I say that we've embraced it, I think we've uh, we've had a little nudge along the way. into it. <laughs> but, um, but like I said, I think, well, you know, one of those, one of those kind of um, benefits is, is, you know, again, you can rework those physical spaces, like what I just said, you know, in terms of the offices. Yeah. You know, so, so you know, having those collaborative rooms, we've spoken about having Zoom rooms, right? Yeah. So, so for example, having in our office, you know, there's, there's kind of open plan areas. I think there's two doors in the office, which is for our kind of conference rooms. And, um, and which is great, except when you've got someone like Andrew on a conference call, um, and Andrew's quite loud. <laughs> um, but when he's on a conference call, I mean, like literally the whole office can hear everything. So, so I think the, so the challenge is, is obviously it's not conducive to the modern way of working purely because no. of, uh, you know, because of how it is. Right. So we've got to, we've got yeah. to basically, um, you know, think about repurposing that, adding those kind of, you know, maybe zoom cubicles, um, you know, those kinds of areas. And then, and then really kind of maybe not using that office as a come to your desk every day, sit there for eight hours and then go home place. But it's a cool, let's create almost like that brainstorming, yeah. um, you know, place where you can go in and you can basically, you know, collaborate, be creative if you need to for a project, maybe for a couple of hours in a day and that's it. Um, and then and then the other thing that we've spoken about is obviously like you guys have seen, we, we produce kind of lots and lots of content. Um, you know, so even if it's a case of creating a podcast studio, uh, maybe a, 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 you know, kind of video studio. I mean, again, we've got all of that space in the office potentially. Um, but again, it's kind of just, you know, Starting, starting from kind of like, I don't know, a blank floor plan almost. And, yeah, um, yeah, because, and you know, obviously right? in, in our case and a lot of other kind of, you know, in, individuals uh, that that workspace looks very different, right? Now, how it was before, as you said, you know, the comfort level of uh, coming in and sitting at a desk or, 
you know, a meeting room that, that you probably would have, you know, easily got 10 people in now and you probably, there's a comfort level of four to five, um, you know, and that's just individuals themselves, obviously, you know, making sure that you're kind of practicing social distancing. And, and I don't, you know, and that, that's not something that goes away overnight. As we spoke about last week, even if there's a, a vaccine and there's a comfort level again, people are still going to be nervous because just people are more aware of their surroundings and how close they are to individuals now and, you know, social distancing that we, we have never really thought about. So I think, um, yeah, the, 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 the benefit of this is being able to, as you said, you know, almost have a blank sheet in front of you and say, well, like, well, how, what do I really want to do in this space? You know, what is it? What, what, what is it? Is it, as you said, you know, a place to collaborate? Is it a place for privacy? So you've got those Zoom rooms um, that you can kind of just jump on and, and have those personal conversations. Because again, they're not going away anytime soon. You know, the shift has been has been dramatic in that sense. So what, what does that look like? Um, you know, and, and ultimately potentially even looking at, you know, saving costs with this, right? Um, you know, as, as far as just sheer space, you know, yes, you need space for more things, but ultimately if you put, you know, 40, 100 people in a room at a desk, even an open plan office, you still need space. We spoke about uh, boiler rooms, you know, old old school sales boiler rooms. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know if you ever went to ITP back in the day here and it was proper boiler room stuff. It's kind of like 200 people on the phones, you know, all crammed in their desk, you know, rabbit hutch style. It's just not going to happen again. Um, so how does that look now? You know, is it is it, a quarter of the space but an open plan kitchen with you know a few sofas and casual seating space you know a couple of zoom rooms right yeah yeah no i think so and, and and yeah so so i think that's going to be interesting but i think the challenge with that as well is like if, you know if, if people are saving costs and again we've just obviously gone through our kind of budgeting for next year you know we, we don't know if we're going to still be able to save uh save costs on our on our office next year we yet to have that conversation. I was just checking that the landlord wasn't watching. Um, <laughs> but basically, you know, this is something that, you know, it's a conversation that we're going to have. Yeah. Um, but in our budget, so, you know, but essentially what we've kind of earmarked is whatever savings that we make from the office, we we kind of put that into more kind of team building events, right? Yeah. And and try to kind of bring that, that you know, that team closer. Even though now, I mean, we've got employees in, in probably 10 different countries. And, yep. um, you know, so it's obviously more kind of difficult to navigate around that, but I'm pretty sure there's still a lot more that we can do uh, from a kind of, you know, I don't know whether it's kind of team activities or whatever that looks like. Yeah. Uh, and, and hopefully even potentially flying everyone into Dubai for, for a nice weekend if they're, you know, if they're, if they're kind of located elsewhere. So, you know, I, I think, I think this it is what might we... be better flying to South Africa, go to Sunset or something. <laughs> I think let's, let's, let's do that. Let's do it the other way around. <laughs> We should be able to get a cheap hotel room in New York at the moment before <laughs> yeah. fleeing that place. So we should be able to get over there now. <laughs> Brilliant. But yeah, um, no, I mean, that, that, you, you kind of said that. I mean, that, that is again one of those other benefits, right? I think yeah. there is um, our, ourselves included. Um, we, we, we really focused on, you know, regional or local hire um, for many years. And, and, and what this done is it, it's, it's opened up kind of that global workforce, right? Um, I think one of the things when you and I were kind of bouncing through some notes didn't consider is the fact that people actually are stuck in their country in some cases and were stuck there for large periods of time. So there was actually a forced kind of repatriation um, that, that happened that, that ultimately was out of their control as well. So, you know, you've definitely, 
you, it's definitely opened up the opportunity to a global workforce in, in, in our industry. And I think in other industries, clients are more accepting of this type of relationship. Um, you know, a, a kind of digital Zoom only relationship yeah. as opposed to a physical uh, meeting, coffee, you know, uh, restaurant, whatever the case may be, actually visiting them in their, in their, their location or their country. So it, it's definitely opened our eyes and I think a lot of other individuals to the fact that, you know, no, globally now, um, you know, that that workforce is accessible. And obviously, you know, in line with that, when you've got a global workforce, I mean, you start to open up some of the other uh, benefits that we've seen where you've got a seven day working week, right? Yeah. Um, you know, in other parts of the world, because obviously down here, it's a Sunday to Thursday. Um, but now through kind of remote hiring, we started to tap into that, right? Yeah, and exactly. And Fridays for our kind of, you know, clients elsewhere was always very limited in terms of what we could do. Uh, the benefit or trade-off to that is if they'd send us something to do on a Friday, Friday night, the fact that we had a, an army of people working on a Sunday just meant that everything was done by the time they went back to yeah, the office on a Monday. The office, but, yeah. but the fact now, yeah, I think in I think six of the countries that we, we've hired from now, we've got people uh, who are now working on a Friday, which... Um, which is great because I think we've now got you know more than a dozen people that are kind of operating on Friday hours as well, and we have got genuinely kind of close you know full kind of six days a week service that's going on. I think what's interesting, and I think the next phase of this is okay. Well, how do we kind of convert that to possibly six and a half days a week? Um, and and it's not necessarily doing a half day on a Saturday. It's not kind of what I mean, but more in the sense of again using those time differences. So yeah. obviously, there's you know people kind of 12 hours behind us and there's people 12 hours ahead of us. And again, just making sort of hires in, in you know, in that respect can again, just just increase our, our sort of coverage and just, you know, A, make us more accessible to clients who perhaps would be worried about us not operating on the Friday. Yeah. Um, you know, but B actually just means that we've just got people potentially working around the clock uh, in their own hours, in their own time zones. And as long as I think we've got the right sort of technology in place to support that. Yeah. Um, I don't see that as an issue at all. So yeah, I'm actually pretty no. excited about that that side of uh, this this movement, I guess. Yeah, yeah, very much yeah. so. Yeah, like you said, that uh, that accessibility has 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 grown tremendously. I know that I've got a friend of mine. His his wife works in a call center, um, and even she's working from home. So they upgraded their home package. They've set up a VoIP system in in the home, yeah. um, and and you know, effectively, she's now in a remote call center in the study in her home. Um, right. You know, and she's working some kind of different hours at the moment because it's just easier, right? Um, you know, because it's now from home, there's not an hour and a half commute into the office. So, you know, saving three hours a day allows them to, to do that. But I guess we're going to be talking about employee uh, benefits and challenges uh, uh, kind of next, right? Yeah, yeah, let's go into that. Actually. I think so, so if we look at kind of the challenges from an employee perspective, yeah. um, it was it was interesting. I think it was, so it was basically a lady called Liz, Liz Capant who... We work within New York and she came, um, you know, I've been in touch with her obviously regularly during uh, during the start of COVID. Um, and her focus is very much kind of in recruitment. And, um, you know, I think we were just having a general chat and she said to me, look, I'm getting a lot of, uh, a lot of people coming up to me just asking advice about how they can stay relevant inside of their companies. And then we started looking into this. So we actually started interviewing a couple of people and, um, and that was, that was one of the kind of key points to this, because I think one of the challenges with employees is, is that kind of out of sight, out of mind scenario, right? You know, and, and, yeah. and we've seen this in the past. 
Uh, the bike's like incredibly cutthroat if any of you guys have kind of ever worked here, but, but you know, in, in the kind of dark days of sort of 09 over here, um, you know, if someone was away for two weeks and the company didn't miss them, genuinely people would be asking, do we need that person? Because look, they've been away for the last two weeks. And people used to get fired, like via SMS, you know, on the last day of their holiday and saying, look, you know, kind of, we've not really missed you. We've not really needed you. So perhaps we don't need you. And, you know, you if you want to stay, if you want to stay at home, maybe stay at home. Um, yeah. but, but, you know, that, you know, and obviously device kind of crazy extreme for things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But in terms of, um, you know, but it is, but that, that kind of outside out of mind scenario does very much exist. Right. And there's a lot of people yeah. who we know. They come to the office, um, don't make any noise, sit down, do their work all day, go home, and they do a brilliant job. But, you know, pe people who aren't maybe as vocal, as confident to kind of, you know, um, talk on Engage. our weekly yeah. Yeah, weekly Zoom calls or whatever we do. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, I, I can see a challenge for, for people like that, right, and for the introverts yeah. in, in that respect. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's kind of, you know, it, it's a challenge, as you said, look out of sight, out of mind. So I think that is one of the challenges, you know, when you when you don't perhaps, I don't know, bump into your, your manager or bump into your boss or whatever, you know, on just a casual basis uh, in the office environment or you're collaborating on a on a on a bit of work. It's, it, you know, you got to you got to make sure that saying relevant is important, um, you know, and, and that and, and I think um you know, that, that's a big thing, right? Um, just making sure you're still visible. But I mean, you know, kind of banging on with these these challenges, I think one of the things that we've been genuinely amazed at um, is the lack of kind of corporate transparency. You know, the yeah. we've, we've day one fired out a questionnaire, we're thinking about doing this, what do you think? We want your feedback, we want your interaction. We've jumped on Zoom calls from day one, kind of top and tail the week. Um, we've, you know, shown numbers, we've, we've been honest about wins and losses and pain and celebration. And then you kind of have conversations with, with friends, colleagues, et cetera, elsewhere. And, and, and a lot of employees are just kept in the dark, right? Completely. What? There's no, there's yeah. no, there's no visibility. Yeah. Look, I think, I think part of that is again, one of the things that we realized early on is that there's going to be so much uncertainty. I think, especially again, on a local level, we saw so many people losing their jobs um you know literally within within two weeks of covid hitting uh the amount of people that had lost jobs and we're talking about large companies obviously you know high profile employers like emirates um you know having multiple rounds of, of cuts um and that uncertainty i think becomes really scary because again look, this goes back and links into productivity it, it goes into uh company you know, employees feeling important um and, and so much of that comes from stability and if you don't have that in place, it doesn't work. And, and I think, you know, we'd done things prior to that, probably not the best, but we were kind of finding our feet with it. But, you know, we introduced yeah. things like open book management, you know, which was a case of, look, let's open our numbers up to the whole company. Let's see. So everyone, everyone potentially has access to what's going on from revenues, from a cost perspective. Yeah. Um, you know, so they can see how the company's performing. And, and I think the only thing that we did, because we realized that actually, you know, uncertainty and doubt can actually create more problems for the business, you know, especially if employees have been looking for new jobs because they don't feel, you know, comfortable or, or confident in the company's ability to survive. Um, we felt that would be an issue. So again, what we did is probably we doubled down on the open book management. So 
So rather than this being almost like a monthly report that was produced, this just turned into a live weekly run through of our numbers every single Thursday, right? Without fail. And we've done that pretty much from week one of COVID where we sat there and said, hey guys, you know, in the early days, it was very much a case of, look, here's the clients who have now put contracts on hold because they can't operate here. But however, here's somebody we've won. Um, here are the numbers. Here's the revenue that's tied to that. Here's kind of how much profit we've made um, or how much, you know, kind of losses we've incurred, whatever that looks like for those months. Um, but I think what I did is that allowed, uh, that allowed, I guess, the employees to really kind of understand which direction the business was heading in. Um, you know, they're very kind of clear and, and knowledgeable about our monthly targets because we broke down our annual budgets and said, look, this is exactly what we need to achieve to be able to do X, Y, and Z. And, uh, and I think, you know, I think the general feeling is people have kind of invested in that approach. And we've seen it where we've been, you know, maybe short of budget, um, you know, by whatever that figure was, you know, with a week to go and suddenly sales started flying in from anywhere, right? Yeah. You know, you know, employees across the board started looking for new revenue with opportunities and upselling to clients. And, and that was actually very overwhelming because normally it's down to say four or five of us to kind of bring in yeah. revenue. And then all of a sudden there was another 10 people who were, you know, literally saying, hey, here's an opportunity. I've identified this. Um, I think there's a quick win here. And, and, and actually that month where we were quite a little bit short, we ended up, you know, 20% over. And it was, it was ridiculous. I mean, I've never seen a month like that in 15 years. So, um, you know, so I think, and, but that all stems from that transparency and from really kind of opening opening up. And, and in some respects, Andrew, exposing ourselves, right? Because we're basically, you know, we've been able to kind of come through this positively, but the opposite could have happened where we, we basically could have really struggled through this, like really, really struggled through this, um, you know, where actually we're, we're you know, in some, you know, if you're not if you're not showing your numbers, you could probably hide it and 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 kind of promote false confidence. But you know, the fact we were showing our numbers might have just told people, like, okay, right, this is a sinking ship, guys. We just need to get off it as soon as possible. <laughs> you know, so yeah, I don't I, know, it's kind yeah. of swings and balances. I don't know. Yeah, I think the thing is, I mean, obviously, you know, it, it, it's not. I, I think it, there just has to be some element of transparency or communication with employees. So I think the thing is, obviously, you know, potentially we went to an extreme of an overshare, which which worked out well. Um, but you know, e e even just um, an understanding of operationally what's happening, what's happening, you know, from an employee perspective, um, you know, I, I think that we've seen it a lot where there's been a lack of sharing and almost closed ranks, right? Um, you know, and I think in those early days as well, you, you, kind of rumor mill was rife, right? That's the other thing and social media and WhatsApp, you know, contributes to that rumor mill. And there was a rumor mill around, you know, COVID and the whole situation that kind of almost spilled over to daily life. And I think, you know, where, where employers or companies were not able to, you know, kind of just be honest and transparent on what was going on, uh, that contributed, I think, to, to ultimately some of their downfall, um, you know, in, in, in kind of, you know, some of the, some of the negative association to that activity. So, but I, I think, um, you know, that, that, that transparency comes into it, but I guess, I, I guess the thing is, I mean, also if we kind of want to get, you know, a bit kind of touchy feely, let's say um, from an employee perspective as well, I, I think that the, one of the challenges is just that, you know, collaboration, um, some of the friendship circles, yeah. some of the bonds, you know, those physical and emotional connections that you have with your, you know, your peers, right? 
um, yeah. when you've seen them every day or, or they're, as you mentioned, away on holiday for a couple of weeks, they come back, they share stories, um, birthday celebrations. You know, we used to have great kind of birthday celebrations, lunches, all of these things are also challenging from an employee perspective as well. And I think Thomas has made a good point on that as far as. Yeah, we, we've also, um, we've also seen, um, actually we've seen, you know, we pairs and groups of people arranging to come to the office on the same day and stuff like that because they just miss each other. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, you know, so when you've, you know, and you know, and there's been days where people say, right on every Tuesday we go in and, and it's the same set of people that go in because, you know, they miss those kind of physical connections. And I think, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's certainly one of those challenges. You know, people need to talk to people, right? Um, yeah, exactly. I think when you're, yeah. when, you're, when you're stuck at home, potentially that becomes, you know, more, more challenging. Um, but one, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, Andrew, is that kind of work-life balance, because I, I feel as if we're, we're kind of, like, people are learning still, right? I mean, I kind of look yeah. at this and, um, and, and from a personal perspective, I felt as if first few months had a good balance uh, I felt like, like I was working harder than ever, which was fine. But the fact that I wasn't spending uh, an hour uh, commuting each way or whatever it was mm -hmm. and spending hours on the road just meant I was being much more productive. Um, I would say recently, I'm feeling as if my work-life balance is everywhere. So, so, for example, I've now conditioned myself to get up on a Saturday and work for 10 hours just to make my Sunday easier. And um, yeah. and and, we've, and did it without thinking about it, and then realised that I'm being stupid, you know. So it's kind of like <laughs> trying to figure, it's trying to figure stuff like that out, right? Because uh, yeah, because yeah, genuinely, you know, and and I think it's difficult because you haven't got that kind of divide now, you know. You just get up like you're doing a normal day, get into the office and start working, right? And um, and the fact yeah, that you don't I have think, to jump in a I car think, to do that. Yeah, I think the lines have been even more blurred than before. I think, you know, obviously everyone has a different mindset. So I think even, um, you know, when you weren't the owner of, of Nixer and you weren't the CEO of Nixer, your mentality was to just work like that anyway. So I think it, it's kind of, it's a challenge almost to, to, you know, to the point of, you know, when, when you enjoy your work so much, it's, it's not really a work-life balance, right? Work is life and life is work. Yeah. Um, so, so I think it, it's different for different people from an employee perspective. I think, you know, it, it is more of a challenge, as you said, when, when you, when you are at home and, and perhaps, you know, traditionally people did have that divide, right. Yeah. Where I would leave my laptop on the desk and I would disappear. I mean, I, I, I kind of, you know, I know a few of these people and it, and it still just blows me away. It'd be, you know, I know, you know, I'm checking emails now at seven o'clock at night and, and I kind of almost want to scream and. Um, at them because that's been my life as long as I've remembered it but but I think yeah. the thing is yeah it's definitely affected people differently because there isn't that kind of structural I get in the car or I get on the metro and I head into the office and then that's my work and then here we go Saturday or here we go Friday or Sunday it's the weekend yeehaw um, you know let me do let me do that activity so I think yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's definitely a challenge. Thomas has highlighted the why I do this because he says like to create work-life balance one must first have a life so I think he's he's absolutely nailed it there so yeah thanks Thomas for highlighting that um Andrew should we move on to some employee the benefits for some uh, for employees yeah, yeah. from kind of work home because I think it's important and then what we'll do at the end guys we'll just touch on some of the technology uh that I think yeah. has had a really kind of big impact for us um and I think Definitely. it's important to share that yeah 
So yeah. look, I think that I think one of the one of the kind of employee uh, benefits is working from anywhere, right, Andrew? I mean, just that yeah. ability now where you can be working from home, but uh, you know, alternatively, you could be working from pretty much anywhere and still putting in a shift, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the 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 amazing thing is now that there is that 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 dynamic flexibility, right? That that kind of dream life that people have have kind of been pushing out on social media, especially or quite aggressively over the last couple of years. Um, you know, n now it's a real scenario for some people. Um, you know, you don't have to be tied to to a desk. You don't actually have to be tied to a physical geographical location. Um, you know, yeah. we've we've had employees of our own that have relocated, right? They've repatriated um, in yeah. some cases, and they've relocated in others. So, you know, that that opportunity does exist now, where where potentially you could look to work from anywhere. I mean, even the tourism board here in Dubai has just recently pushed a push something out saying, listen, you, you can work anywhere in the world. Why not work here? And they, they kind of issued a special, you know, work yeah. work remote license even um, to target that that opportunity. So I think that's a I think that's a huge plus um, for a lot of people, uh, you know, to, the ability to, you know, effectively uh, have that flexibility, right, to, to work from anywhere. And it could be you get up in the morning, like you said, you know, I think you were in a coffee shop yesterday, right, you know, just popped into a coffee shop for a couple of hours. It yeah. may be I've definitely, um, I've definitely worked from a bar uh, while this has been going on, um, you know, kind of, uh, do you want to work on the beach, work from the beach, wherever you want, right? It's up to you guys. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's, that comes down to just, you know, making sure you're organized and structured and things like that. I think it works fine. Yeah. Not um, like obviously when I said a bar, I wasn't drinking. It was just, you know, that environment. <laughs> I think I think one of the other things, Andrew, moving quick, you know, swiftly on from that, um, is uh, is just that ability to um, stand out, right? Because I think yes, it's been funny because I think what we've, you know, we we go into the same office with, you know, like I said, 50, 60 people every day, and um, and you know, sometimes it's very difficult to find that who who those kind of real stars are, right? The guys that, yeah, you know, are you know, because there's a lot of kind of teamwork, there's a lot of collaboration, there's a lot of that kind of stuff. But I think what's uh, what I've quite enjoyed is having a lot more sort of contact uh, with people in the team that I ordinarily wouldn't have, and you know, and you know, and I think it's kind of almost like that accessibility to management that exists today, yeah. um, because essentially now we're just at the end of a Slack message or a Zoom call, right? Whereas you know, before it's like, okay, you can't stick my head around a corner. Is that in a meeting? Um, you know, and 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 genuinely, you just wouldn't get a chance to speak to. Uh, just, you know, just have a general chat with people, a five or 10 minutes chat, which, you know, for whatever reason, we just then, you know, uh, unless it was around like the water cooler or, you know, in the kitchen or whatever it is, you just don't have that. And I think now you've got, you know, employees have got a much kind of better better way and a more accessible way to, uh, you know, to kind of reach senior people. And, and again, I think it is important for them to kind of stay vital and for them to stand out. And, and I think, you know, the smarter employees, the ones who are really kind of taking advantage of that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just so much yeah. easier as you mentioned to grab five, ten minutes and and just kind of gain access uh, yeah. access to to people. We should start a uh, Apple for Teacher Slack channel um, where people can jump on and kind of uh, coordinate with with seniors. Um, but yeah, no, there's there's something like that. I think also um, back from a, a a personal perspective, I think cost saving has yeah. has kind of benefited a lot of people. So you know where they haven't had to spend money on things like gas, petrol, public transportation. Um, I know that this office and this building was kind of the, you know, Deliveroo central 
or you know as food delivery and, and there was definitely a lot of money that was being spent we had dedicated um slack channels to lunchtime food um you know so so i think um as much as that's hit deliveroo i think that's benefited obviously people to be able to you know bring their own lunch or have their own snacks or 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 you know just just kind of save a bit of money in transportation and food as well no, no, hundred percent. And I think that's that's um, yeah. When you start when you start to kind of save that money, because it isn't just about getting to work uh, and fuel and stuff like that. Then there's car parking costs and there's a whole load exactly. of stuff, right? Yeah. And um, yeah. and actually, you know, when you start to add that up, and I, you know, as one of our one of our team I was talking to, and and he was saying, look, it goes the amount of money I'm saving by not coming into the office. You know, it's it's is really kind of working out, you know, pretty well. So. So yeah. I guess this is where we're going back to that first point. It's why Microsoft's saying, "Hold on, <laughs> perhaps we need to look at your uh, your your salary packages if you want to continue working from home." Um, yeah, yeah. But true. anyway, yeah, anyway, I mean, we'll I think that, that's we'll the thing. That I mean, there's a consideration. Topic. There's always a consideration associated to that, right? There's a consideration, and that's laid out when when kind of employees are taken on. Oh, look, I mean, I think the thing is, at the end of the day, you know, from an employee perspective, I think you you effectively just can be your master of your own destiny, as it were. So, you know, you're not bound by heading into the office, sitting at the same desk, same position, doing the same thing, routine. You can pretty much, you know, operate how you want, even down to things like, I mean, it's quite comical, obviously. We we see, uh, you know, people's pets uh, kind of, you know, jumping around. I mean, even things like that, you know, they're, they're, there's, you know, you've got, you've got kind of pets now, right, that, that previously probably needed some help or needed someone to walk them or, Kind of take care of them and obviously now you've got an opportunity to, to spend a bit spend a bit more time with them right yeah no exactly and we, we're just over that kind of one minute past yep. uh, mark should we kind of just talk about some of the technology that we've been using Definitely. um Definitely. look i think there's no point going into any of i think the video conferencing side of it because i think everyone knows that we, we've been kind yep. of using zoom for pretty much everything yeah, exactly. um, yeah, but let's talk about uh, digital contracts. So what technology, Andrew, um, have we been using and why? Yeah, um, we, we've kind of used PandaDocs. Um, so there's a digital signature functionality in there, allows you to upload signatures, stamps, etc. Uh, trade licenses, documentation that needs to be associated to, to that. Um, you know, I mean, I, I think digital documents are kind of more prevalent in Europe and the States, but obviously here in the Middle East, it was still print out, stamp, 1500 copies. Um, so we've managed to migrate successfully to that environment. And there's other obviously tools like DocuSign and, and kind of different, um, different uh, documentation line. But from a contracting perspective, you know, we're, we're using that. We're using that for our proposals. It's cloud-based, it's app-based, um, you know, and essentially allows you I think every what I should say is that when we roll through this technology, the great thing about all of the technology that we're using is accessible from your phone, right? So even if you were, you know, let's say leaning harder towards that work versus life balance, you know, whatever you're doing, if you're on the beach, you still have the ability to be contactable and, and communicate effectively. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think, look, sorry guys, just, just as a kind of um, bridge to why we're talking about technology pieces, Early on in the show, because uh, I know a few people have joined since, technology has been that reason why I think we've just been able to work so seamlessly from home. Um, yeah. You know, and I think that, you know, that, and that's why, because we, we, you know, things like PandaDog, for example, we were already using for digital proposals. You know, yes. so it, it wasn't new technology. It wasn't something that we needed to no. kind of implement from scratch. It was already kind of something that we did. And I guess the only thing that we've added to that is with just getting people to sign those digital proposals with digital signatures. 
exactly. you know, which has made that whole process really kind of seamless. Um, internal comms, uh, Andrew? Yeah, Slack, we, we, I think we were pretty early on the Slack movement. Um, I think that may be our exposure to the States. So obviously, you know, you, you and I and, and the guys used to head over there uh, to kind of different various conferences. We've seen the guys, we've seen the guys speak, uh, kind of one of the co-founders, um, you know, to, to, um, to Slack, uh, I think at inbound four or five years ago. Um, and, you know, we were keen to adopt that. Uh, you know, we, we obviously were using that as an internal messaging collaboration tool, but, but we obviously moved to the paid environment um, you know, a few months ago now to to access other um, other capabilities of that. And what I would say is that that's now being used um, more effectively with other activities that we're using. So, you know, I think you were testing out a voice functionality the other day where you yeah. can receive voice notes. Um, some of the best integrations on Slack is the, uh, the wildly amusing Giphy uh, integration where you can kind of throw out random GIFs just for a bit of comedy. Um, but some of the Zoom integration into that the google calendar integration you know these integrations where you can effectively yeah. use zoom at, uh, sorry use slack as a collaborative workspace not just you know internal comms but but effectively a collaborative workspace yeah and, and the main thing is it just reduces internal emails yes right 100%. because yeah. again you know email fatigue you know I, I i now check emails maybe three or four times a day versus you know kind of three or four times an hour um, yeah. Just because of Slack, right? So those internal yeah. messages and always internal emails that used to come in where I'd be copied in for kind of no reason. I mean, all of those now are in Slack, which is great. So, yeah. um, so it's a massive time changer. Um, and yeah, great, great product. I should declare, I guess, that I've got shares in Slack, right? Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I get pulled uh, up on it next time. Do you, want to, talk, do you want to talk about Zoom then? <laughs> Zoom and HubSpot and <laughs> that's a good point. You just want to um, perhaps next week you can just share your portfolio. Just uh, you know, <laughs> one of these guys and Altero. I'm up one point two percent this week. <laughs> That'd be terrible. Um, um, all right, and then and then yeah, I guess I mean, the last one, Andrew. Yeah, go, go on. Don't ask me about that portfolio. Oh, no. All right, <laughs> the, the, the last one uh, I was going to say is just from a task management perspective because. I guess this is the last piece of a jigsaw from us for us, right? Yeah. Um, we were using um, we were using two tools. Uh, one was a tool called uh, Forecast, and another tool was a tool called Harvest. And Forecast, uh, again, you know, the way that we operate is very much everyone manages their own time. And Forecast was just a kind of time management tool, which allowed uh, you know, so if everyone knows what they've got to do in a week, uh, this tool would just allow them to kind of schedule in. Uh, exactly which tasks they were working on uh, during the week, right? And yeah. then for, for those accounts, we've got a few accounts where um, we get nervous about much more resources going in than what a client's willing to pay. Um, we um, we use a, a tool called Harvest, which uh, was a time tracking tool. And again, not used for all accounts and not used by all team members, but one that certainly helped um, uh, specific accounts. Uh, especially when it comes to sort of creative and things like that, which are very kind of subjective. So um, what we've done uh, very recently is uh, use the project, uh, use the tool called ClickUp. And um, Andrew, you can tell us about ClickUp. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, uh, I'd, I'd say, I'd, I'd describe it as a wildly visual 
um, and highly customizable uh, project management tool and obviously task modulator and, and, and kind of it, what I like about it is um, just the, I, I, to be honest taking a, a kind of dive into it in the last week um, because it's been relatively new that we've started onboarding, we started adding new clients. Um, there's, there's client collaboration, which is great. So you can give access to your client um, so they can see in real time what's happening. Um, but for me, it's just about the, um, the ability to pick and choose, you know, how you use it um, from a very personal perspective. So things like, you know, um, customizing your board view, looking at, you know, what projects you'll be involved in, getting alerts. Um, there's a fantastic app associated to it as well. Mm. So I think um, what, what's nice is in a relatively short space of time, um, it gives you a nice broad overview of kind of what's happening, right, um, in one place. And, and that's a challenge, obviously, when you've got, you know, whatever, 40, 50 clients on the go, you know, trying to even go through different Slack channels or, or different departments to understand what's happening. It gives you a real good kind of snapshot. Um, and ultimately, look, clients are enjoying it because it does give them, um, you know, a sense of, a sense of control, right? Um, and, and visibility and transparency. So giving them access yeah. to uh, click up, you know, they, they can see what's happening in real time, who's responsible for it from their side, our side. Um, so I like that. I like the collaboration side as well. Yeah, it's really good. So guys, yeah, I mean, if, you, if you're wanting to kind of look at any kind of task management tool, um, that's, that's uh, super comprehensive. And again, a lot of these, a lot of these tools are very, uh, very cost effective. You know, so you're talking, you know, anywhere from sort of four to $10 per month per tool. Um, so it's a very kind of affordable. And it's funny, I mean, like, we, we've kind of moved on and evolved and we, you know, you're using these kinds of tools. Um, I probably shouldn't say this because I don't know if she's, she's listening, but my wife's company, which are a, a global, um, you know, listed company. I mean, literally everything is done on, uh, on email and I just laugh at her. I was like, it's just, it's like, I was like, it's just crazy. I don't know how you operate, you know, and it is literally just the emails and keyboard warriors and all sorts of stuff like that. Sheets, it's like, yeah, tables. you just don't get up. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you just don't you just don't go that with Slack, and you know it's kind of um, and especially with with things like ClickUp and stuff, it's just it's just yeah. so much better, so much better. I look, I think I think a ringing endorsement for ClickUp is anybody who knows me, um, me championing it and celebrating it, and Amit even giving me the ability <laughs> to talk about it. I think shows how wildly practical that platform is. Um, so a bit of an in joke if you know me, but as far as organisationally. Uh, it's a challenge sometimes. So yeah, for me to champion this, I think is says it all. <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 I'm almost as surprised at myself for doing that, mate, to be honest with you. But, but no, no, it's, uh, it's, it's cool. <laughs> There's a few people that do know you on there. <laughs> Guys, um, we're, we're over time as normal, but um, yeah, look, I think if you guys have any questions, this is obviously quite a big topic. Um, yeah. So if you do have any questions, guys, feel free to reach out to us. Um, so through the website, through, uh, what is it? Growth show at? Growth show, growth show at digitalnexa.com. Drop us an email, jump yeah. on the socials. I mean, on the, obviously all of our socials at Digital Nexa and yeah. myself and Amit are, are obviously active on LinkedIn. So if you want to kind of reach out to us and, and, and kind of, uh, you know, give us a shout on there, by all means, see that as well. Sure. And a couple of other things. So Andrew mentioned the podcast earlier. So again, Digital Growth Show, uh, I think we're on all the platforms, all the major platforms yeah. at least um actually our numbers are kind of really kind of encouraging on there it's huge 
um, and it's getting even better. So, so guys, if you kind of do get bored of kind of seeing a mind and Andrew's faces, then just feel free to just subscribe to the podcast. We're, we're, we're good with that. <laughs> Um, and then the second thing, you may have received emails because um, we send quite a lot of these out nowadays, but uh, we launched uh, a growth show magazine yesterday. And if you haven't received an email, let us know. If you have received an email, have a look at it. Um, you can kind of browse through the first, the first uh, issue without subscribing. Uh, but if you do subscribe, that'd be very nice. Um, and then also, if you wanted to contribute to that, um, I'd, I'd love to hear from you. So like if you, if you wanted to kind of, you know, work with us to maybe develop a, an article, uh, perhaps an interview, perhaps a story, whatever, whatever it is that kind of you think may be interesting, uh, let us know as well. And we, we're kind of already, uh, we've had a few hundred um, subscribers for that already, which I'm really yeah. kind of um, excited about and, and nervous about at the same time, but it's cool. I'm yeah. quite... Yeah, it's it's it's. it's yeah, I think we have to we have to start a, a dear Deirdre or a Mystic Meg uh, section to the magazine. <laughs> I think that'd be good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, but yeah, so guys, like you know, try and try and uh, any way you want to kind of contribute, feel free to do so. Um, and also, we are looking at potentially launching another couple of different podcasts and shows. And again, any kind of ideas or any suggestions you have for that, feel free to share those with me and Andrew. We're kind of very kind of Definitely. open to any any kind of good suggestions for that i think that's it perfect good stuff yep. i think this may be a record uh time for our growth show but obviously i mean i think um you know we knew it was going to go a tad over because we're talking about people um and i think the importance of people uh, was always there but 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 now more so than ever i think people are starting to realize uh that uh, that this should be at the forefront and top of mind so yeah uh, thank you everyone for watching. Thank you everyone for listening. Uh, please go and subscribe to our YouTube channel, subscribe to our uh, podcast, obviously give it a listen and, and give it a share as well while you're on there. So uh, Amit, I think uh, look forward to next week. Uh, I'll catch up with you then. Bye everyone. All right. Cool. Thanks guys. Take care.